Welcome to A Woman's Clarity, a new program by C2P. A Woman's Clarity aims to help both women and men in the financial services industry reach their full potential by interacting with like-minded, strong, and motivated holistic advisors. We've partnered within our network of institutional and carrier partners to bring expertise, advice, tips, and more from talented female leaders, professionals, and practitioners from the finance sector. Welcome to another episode of A Woman's Clarity. And I know I say this all the time, but I am beyond excited to have our next guest, Kellen Brown. She is with Finance of America Reverse, but she is so much more. We have such a we have such a great relationship, Kellen. I absolutely, I absolutely adore the fact that we met and how we <laughs> met and where we are today. Because for our viewing, listening audience or listening audience, Kellen and I met at a conference for the first time. And we've had such, it was a great night. It was beautiful Hotel Coronado in San Diego. But let's just say there was a tomahawk steak involved. A little red wine and a random blue dress that we giggle about endlessly. I mean, it's not the the blue dress of the '90s. It's a different kind of blue dress, but it was such a it's such a great night. Just getting to know Kellen and what she does and who she is. But before I get into too much, Kellen, do you want to maybe share a little about bit about you and what you do? Because you sure. do it well. Sure. Well, Kirsten, first, thank you for having me on. When you told me you were creating and doing a podcast on how to support women, how to raise awareness around the DEI initiatives, and then really bring something bigger to C2P enterprises, I was incredibly excited about it. Um, I think what C2P does in the industry is phenomenal. You have an incredible culture, and I think you add so much value to that culture. So thank you for doing this. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah. So a little bit about me. On paper, I am the Senior Vice President of Finance of America Reverse. I oversee five different divisions, one of them being the Retirement Strategies Division. And what we do is work exclusively with financial professionals on how you can utilize home equity strategically in a retirement plan. So that's on paper. Off paper, which most people actually know me for, is my passion for mentorship. And It's been something that was ingrained in me when I first came out of college because of what happened in my first job. And I wanted to figure out a way that I could make an impact in every industry that I was a part of where we could help not only women, but whether it be next gen or people of color or people that are just feeling not their best self to execute in a career path. And so that's why mentorship came into play. So that that's it. I, I sit on the FinSER Foundation Advisory Board. I help a number of RAs on implementing mentorship programs. And I was a member of our committee for our mentorship program within Finance of America as well. It's, you've done a phenomenal job of not only branding your company, but yourself in the mentorship space. I absolutely, I mean, you come to our conferences and you bring an energy that just lights up a room. And if you can see her, you know she lights up a room. But I want to kind of, before we go into like, you know, if there's a mentor, you want to have a mentorship, now what type of conversation? If it's just a goal without a plan, it's just a dream. But I want to kind of go back in our way back machine and talk about your why. Like, 
for those of you listening, Kellen and I actually went through a several meeting process on developing my why and why I do what I do and why I, I love our advisors and I love this opportunity with C2P for a woman's clarity to showcase not only our female advisors, but help our male advisors get in front of more female clients because there's a wave of rollovers and monies being handed down over the next several years. And we want our advisors to be ready for it. So Kellen, will you share with us your why? Yes. So I'll start with the story of how the why developed. And it does go back to that first job that I had right out of college. And I was working for a female CEO in sports marketing. Most people know that I was an athlete throughout college. Marketing sales PR is, is very much where I flourish and wanted to stay in. So it, it seemed like a very easy solution. She ended up being, it was a very toxic relationship. But being that she was my first boss, I didn't know how to handle that. I just assumed this is how you're treated in work. This is the new role. This is what it's like after college. And it wasn't until my sister heard a conversation over Zoom. I was visiting her on the East Coast. And she was like, is this how she always talks to you? And I said, yes. And, and she said, that's absolutely not acceptable. And so I started evaluating what this relationship looked like. And it was incredibly toxic, very competitive, verbal abusive to the point where it was just kind of like, this is not right. And it, the belittlement was so heavily impacted that I didn't know how to move forward. So what I did in true Kellen fashion was I set a date and a goal and said, I'm going to be done working on this at this time, whether I have a job or not, I'm just going to give notice I can survive. I will figure it all out. And so and I need to interrupt with that. No, Yuri, it would shake me to the core. I didn't it did shake me to the core, but I knew that I had something bigger inside of me to offer. And you know, some of our parents and our friends and our colleagues, you know, the best message I ever received was you can choose to take this as a lesson and follow that path and mirror that relationship, or you have an opportunity to grow from it. And in that moment, I said, I will never let anyone in my circle feel the same way that I did when I will never treat anyone that works for me or with me the way that that boss did. And at that time, that's where I said, how do, how do I find these people that can make an impact and help me be better so that I can do the same for the future generation? And yeah, at that point, I gave notice. I was teaching yoga on the side. So that's like the other little piece of me. And I found an incredible job with a gentleman named Brett Mus Musgrove. I stayed working for him for eight and a half years. The only reason I left that company was because of COVID and had to be home with the children. And he was the greatest mentor and gift I could have ever received. And he taught me how to be the human and leader I wanted to be. Can you maybe talk a little bit more and expand in your relationship with Brent? Brent, is that right? Brett. Brett. Yeah, Brett. Because I've, you've explained or shared this with me. And I think it's so powerful because I know that we focus on women and our male, female and male advisors. But a mentor does not necessarily mean that female has to be paired with a female. And it might be somebody who's influential on your career but has the mindset like she did to help shape, mold, and guide you to where you want to be. Exactly. Oh, that's so beautifully said. So it gives me chills thinking about it because we need the men to make us be our best selves so that we understand them as well, right? Yeah. Mentoring the younger generation that are men right now 
is such a gift because we have the opportunity to really share like how women think and function and the sensitivities to it and all of that. So I truly love that. And forgive me, my Teams is going off. I'm going to close this right now. (laughs) But okay, so yeah, let's talk about what what does that mean? Brett had the emotional intelligence and the adaptive intelligence to say, I cannot mold you by myself. So I'm going to give you the freedom to find executive coaching outside of Primeco, the company, and myself as your boss. I'm going to facilitate sales training so you can be the best sales leader that we have because I want to position the company in that way. And I believe you have the tools to do it and the skills and want to do it. I attended Vistage meetings with him. I mean, you've got a CEO that's bringing in an up and coming, you know, at that point I was in my early 30s, I think, and I was attending and sitting in on CEO development courses with him. Like, that's incredible. So when you have someone that's willing to give that much for you to become your best self and be able to pay that forward, oh my gosh, it's, you don't even realize it's happening. And then you look back on it and, you know, I can't tell you how many letters I've written to Brett just saying, thank you for being you. You changed my life. That's amazing. And in a lot of times in life, we don't actually know that we're changing or being guided or having growth until we take a moment to stop, pause, look back, and then all the gratitude comes out. Oh. Like, I've actually got goosebumps because I'm excited. I'm like, oh, Brett sounds so wonderful. <laughs> How beautiful is it is to have a relationship like that? I mean, I've had great mentors in my past that, and where I feel the same way about, but it's just a beautiful growth that you've had. So thank you for sharing that. And I did get goosebumps. I'm, I got chills. But that brings us to a little bit more into your passion of why is mentorship, besides where you've been, but where you're going, why is it so important? Why is it? I mean, it's like, yeah. it's not just about, I want to have a mentorship or I want to start a mentorship program. It's great to verbalize it. But if we don't have a plan or an action behind it, doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Do you want to share a little bit more about your process and how you really got to where you are today? Yes. So with with actually implementing a program, I needed some type of framework to get us there. So with PrimeCo, how I did it there was we actually built out a structure. This was an informal mentorship program. The one that we implemented into Finance of America Reverse is formalized. And I'll explain what that means when I get to that part. But what we wanted to do is align people with different managers or executives in the firm in different divisions, because you can grow a lot from people that are not doing the same day-to-day work. And if you give that opportunity to build those relationships, the creativity that comes out of that relationship It not only helps inspire the growth within the company and the camaraderie, but it helps grow you as an individual. We talk a lot about personal and professional growth together. There's not just one side of mentorship where it's only professional. When you talk about what gets you up in the morning, what inspires you, what drives you, I'm a big fan of the side hustle. When you have something else that gives you like that type of creativity and outlet and passion, and then that drives you to do better at work, like 
those are little things we talk about, setting goals and measuring those goals and how to make sure you get to celebrate those achievements and then enjoying the journey, right? Like, it's so funny. Sometimes I get to a point where I've worked for an X number of months or years to achieve a goal. The goal happens and then I'm like, eh, okay, that was great. Moving on, you know? So it's just talking about some of those stories and ways to develop a structure for yourself in the future so that you can really fulfill all of those goals and dreams. Um, now, when we talk about programs, though, there was one thing that I realized with mentorship. Some people are firm believers in the concept. They've either had mentors or they see the value for the next generation coming into the firms. They get it. Then there's other people that thinks it's like kind of the woohoo stuff, right? Who's? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I said, we've got to figure out a way where we can measure this to show our return on investment. So what's the easiest way to do that? It's retention, right? We want to make sure that we're seeing people stick around and that are actually moving in the industry or moving within the firm itself, because ultimately that saves an enormous amount of effort, money, opportunity costs, because you're not having to bring in new people to refill these roles or you're promoting from within and it takes so much longer to bring someone in from the outside that doesn't know the business than if you're hiring up. So that's what I always preach is if you're looking for a return on investment, go talk to HR. Ask them how long it takes to actually bring in a good candidate and then ask them what it takes in comparison from someone within the company versus someone outside of the company when you're hiring it. So that alone is a huge return on investment. So the question was, how do we measure it? So I started looking for the tech companies that shared the vision that I had. And there are a number of them out there. So you can really align with any tech mentorship program that will track and require that you and your mentee enter in the time that you commit to each other every month, your goals that you're trying to achieve, any promotions from either the mentor or the mentee. And I'll give you some statistics behind that. And then how long you're with the company. So, for example, last year, we saved over $2 million at Finance of America Reverse because of our mentorship program. That's amazing. Yeah. So when you're sitting around talking to those executives that might not be the champion of the program, you don't need to tell them the purpose, the vision, the why. All you have to do is show them, hey, we saved over $2 million last year. This initiative and program is absolutely worth the effort because the people that are actually participating in it while it is time during the day that maybe they can be working towards something else, the time they're putting in during that time will change everything outside of it. That's amazing. And I'm just like, you have my mind like reeling here because here at C2P, we've got our Mentor Connect for our mastermind group. And it's a phenomenal program. And not all of our advisors take advantage of it, but you can see those who are taking advantage of it having success. Their business is growing. But my mind is moving here because when you talk about the bottom line and saving hypothetically $2 million with a company or your company, mm -hmm. it's important because when you talk about the next generation in FinServe or with financial advisors, you're just like, we are always looking for the next sub-advisor to become a lead advisor. It's a way to attract talent. It's a oh, way absolutely. to attract talent. So do you, I know that we've talked about this, but how is this also helping the next generation? Like, I feel like, yeah, I think so, another layer to this that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. So let me throw some statistics out there because that's a nerd. 
the, the top 50 firms in the Fortune 500, every single one of them has a structured mentorship program. Every single one of them. Every women-led company in the Fortune 500 has a structured mentorship program. The value is proven in that alone. I think, I think Wharton did a study on this, and they said the participants in the study that were a part, so they had a mentorship program and they did a study on the people that participated in it and then obviously did numbers on the people that didn't. Well, the mentors that participated in the program were more, they were six times more likely to promote than those people not participating. And then the mentees were five times more likely to promote than those not participating. So it is incredible. And I think for the next generation that's coming into this space, they're going to look for that. Now, there is something that a lot of companies are doing right now, and we called it the buddy system. It's kind of an informal mentor. And what I mean by that is they say this is the person that you can ask the dumb questions to. Now, I will tell you, I don't think there are any dumb questions, but there is something that you do feel more comfortable with a peer to be able to do that. And they do ultimately kind of start to build that mentorship relationship. So there are ways to develop people without letting them know you're trying to mold them. So I think when, it, when you to answer your question, yes, for next generation, they're going to require that when they're looking for work. They're going to want to advance quickly. And I will tell you, as we've seen it, you can get anything on the fly right now, right? Like if I need something from Amazon, it will show up in my door and today if I wanted it to, right? These, this next generation that's coming in, if they're not feeling that fulfillment quickly and immediately and, and the response time isn't there, they're just going to go find something else. Right. You know, Th that's the change. If we're looking to, for loyalty and retention, this is an incredible solution and one that is required. I absolutely love that because it is, I mean, my generation, we had jobs in high school and we worked our way through, I, at least where I came from, we worked yeah. our way through college. So we've always known to get what we want, you have to work for it. Not that this next generation doesn't have that because I know, I know several of this generation who work really hard, but you're right because they want to have fulfillment in their career. They want to have the balance. They want to have success. They want to hear what they can do, how they can grow. And what they can do to get to that next level, even if it is a two-year time frame or whatever the time frame might be, yeah. but they want that plan. And it's powerful. Like I look at some of the young, the, the newer people too, C2P, and you've met, you met them this week. Phenomenal talent. And you even said when we started this call that, that the Becca and Andre were just phenomenal to meet. They, they're their personalities while they were put together. And that's because they're going through a formal process with C2P to learn our process. And we're helping them grow themselves with us for themselves and C2P. So I think that's huge. But what's well, that? First, and to the other point, too, you know, when we started right out of college, we didn't have the availability to find new jobs as quickly as these kids do either. Like if we decided to move on from the careers that we're currently in, the access and ability to apply to so many other firms, industries, and you know, you know, really whatever you want to do, you have an opportunity, whether you get it or not, right. you know, it wasn't like that before. There's so much more accessibility to this generation and they're used to it. Right. My first job was my internship from Iowa State and it was working for 
the American Red Cross as a volunteer coordinator, help set central director. And I met somebody who sold insurance and they said, do you know what you bring to the table? You've got personality grit. You need to come work for me. So I was a happenstance where it was like luck that I got into this industry because I met the right person who saw the talent in me, per se, versus being able to go out to Indeed, LinkedIn, HireClick, all these different places to find a career that's lighting up if I'm not getting it to where I'm at now. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I, I mentioned I sit on the advisory board for the FinServe Foundation. So this is for students that are coming out of college that are looking to get into financial services. Our goal is to help prepare them for that. One of the things we do and talk a lot about is the, the power of networking and how to do it effectively. That's like another key thing when it comes to mentorship programs that are structured. It's here's some categories and topics that are really worth molding into your mentee. And whether they choose to leave or go, you know, you're making them that better person. So they are going to move on. And I always say you never want to burn that bridge with anybody because there's something powerful about keeping that relationship intact. Yeah, there's something about growing talent, whether they're seasoned or they're new, that you don't ever want to hold somebody back from their own personal greatness, but it's also helping them understand what their greatness is, but through a series of conversations. Because I might say that I want to be the next Kellen, but you and I both know that I can only be Kirsten, right? Like I am me and I am who I am with my own goals, aspirations. And though we align in so many ways, you know, we, we have different outcomes for what we want to do and where we want to be when we grow up, if we ever grow up. <laughs> I hope there's a little part of us that doesn't grow up. Oh, never going to grow up, Kellen. You know, you should know that by now. I know. I know. We spent some time at the FPA retreat. That's where I met your team. And Becca, which is fantastic, she came running up to me. And she was like, Kellen, I recognize you because you came to my yoga classes at the Mastermind last year. And I just started laughing because I'm like, this is everything I love about our industry and everything I love about Jason, who supports, like I said, the side hustle, right? So, I mean, Becca's a beautiful example of that. You know, she yeah, teaches her yoga classes and then it comes in and kills it on the marketing side. She actually she teaches us yoga on Wednesdays. We have yoga Wednesdays. So it's, it's a beautiful thing when we are embracing people's talents. And yeah. Jason brought this in to our organization. It's not just about working day in and day out. But yoga, you know it, it's mind, body, spirit. So it's helping people realign themselves and they can go back to their their desk or their phone or whatever they need to get done and feel rejuvenated. So it's, it's really like looking at the talent, but in, in, encouraging authenticity. So, so yeah, Kirsten, one of the things I talk a lot about on this is you know, what styles of mentorship are appropriate for which firms, you know, and I, I think that's the struggle, right? Some people want to build out the structured mentorship programs. Other people just want to have someone to talk to, you know, and I think when a company is not ready to build out a program like this, one of the things I really advise doing is actually maybe don't stay within the company then, mm -hmm. you know, go find a network that you can develop with outside of your firm so that you can continue to grow and add impact to them. So I, I know that C2P is starting to develop some of this stuff. How are you guys doing with mentorship within C2P enterprises? It's Right now, it's unstructured. I have mentors within the organization where I have conversations with, I mean, I work with Calum on a daily basis, but yeah. still I have conversations that are about 
you know, growth. What, again, where do I want to be when I grow up? Where do I see myself within the C2P family? I believe right now it's, it's unstructured, but it's good. It is, it's also encouraged. It, I believe, I guess I've never been told it isn't encouraged, but I believe in looking out elsewhere outside of the organization if there isn't something structured. I've been, I've done a little bit of internal mentorship with some of my teammates on other teams just because if you know, if you know me outside of work, I, I lead by love. And I just feel like if you can just show and, and listen and care, people can grow. That's just my personal philosophy. Growing up with the sister with Down syndrome, you learn to lead with love and to always dance it out. Two about me, you should know. But I've never personally been a part of a structured mentorship program. When I was at my, when I lived in Iowa, I had a, I went to Wendy, who is now the CFO, and I asked her if she would be my mentor. And I said, I really love your story and where you've been and how you've navigated through the different ranks and the places you've been within our industry. Can we have a monthly call? I just want to work with you and learn from you. It was phenomenal. And I reached out to her when we started this program for a woman's clarity. And I said, I just want to say thank you. And I just reached out to her to say thank you because she impacted me in ways that I didn't know I needed, but I got. Yeah. And her was it was her pleasure because she learned from me as well. So a mentor program is not just about the mentor saying to the mentee, you need to do this. It's about, I guess, systemic growth. Is that the right word? Um, it is. And I, I think that's the beautiful part of that relationship too. Most of the times we encourage the mentee to drive it. Now, I will tell you, to make the programs impactful, impactful, effective, and keeping them running, here's what some of the key stakeholders need to do. If you provide content, questions, suggestions, those things are really helpful. So I'm going to stay with the FinServe Foundation example right now because this is outside of our day-to-day -day at Finance of America Reverse. So with these students, we are launching this program in the fall. And I was working with Julie Raggett. She is and unbelievable. She's a PhD. She works at Carson Coaching. She's just so great with these students. She's really the lead on this foundation. And I talked to her about it. She was like, Kellen, I just, I'm not sure, like, how do we drive this? And I'm like, we're going to make it really easy for the mentors so they want to participate. And sometimes the mentees, while they're told to drive the relationship, they're not sure how they're supposed to drive it, right? So get the key questions. So every single month, what we're going to do is actually send out a hey, here are the conversations that will help be impactful. So that's a lot about like setting effective goals. You know, we always talk about smart goals. Like, well, when's the last time you had a conversation about that with a next-gen person? Networking. How do you effectively network? Right? Who are the people you're supposed to stay in touch with and how often? You know, another big one is actually talking about time management. You know, that's a big piece for people coming into the new space, yeah. you know? So how, you know, how to show up for a job interview, like little things that are so impactful that we take advantage of now because we know exactly how to do it. So I think that's the key piece is just the easier you can make it for the mentors to be effective and impactful by simple questions to start conversation. It's it really changes the game. And then the mentee themselves are actually taking cues from the mentors to then do it with their colleagues or potentially their maybe soon-to-be employees. Well, if this, the key 
questions and the roadmap you're laying out, you're actually guiding the mentee to, you're, but let me use empower. You empower the mentee. Yes. Feel comfortable, confident to speak with a mentor because a lot of times there's a little bit of timidity and fear that comes into play when you're newer in the industry. Yes. You may not share your voice because you are worried about how you might be perceived, but give them the roadmap. They tend to have the success because they can feel comfortable and confident. Even if they've gotten butterflies in their stomach, they can still benefit. And then the mentor also benefits because they, I feel like they grow as well. The more conversations they have, the more they do. They also grow because they are also learning. Like my last podcast was about imposter syndrome, but sometimes that's what you get. The more imposter syndrome pops into your head and you're like, I can't be a mentor because in my head, I'm still 25 years old, even though I'm well past that. But yet I can, because as I'm doing it, I'm able to feel, hey, girl, you got this. Yeah. So it's important. But let's, I'm going to flip, I'm going to flip a little bit. We've been talking about the next gen. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about mentorship for a seasoned or a little bit more seasoned person, because that is also important. I firmly believe personally, and this is my belief, not necessarily that of C2P, but no matter where you are in your career, you should have a mentor. You should have someone that is coaching the coach or helping you grow. Because even at this stage of my life, I have areas I can grow and learn. We talked about like personal growth before we got on. And the last month has been a huge month for personal, emotional growth. But not everybody can take the time to work with others to share that or know that. But because I have a few mentors, I have a life coach, I'm able to say that, that I can still learn. Yes. So how does this how does this program work for a seasoned or more seasoned person? So there's two things I, I want to point out that I think Finance of America Reverse does really beautifully. Kristen Seifert is our president of Finance of America Companies. Um, she's who I've reported to. She's an unbelievable leader and boss, but she's incredibly busy. We're a publicly traded company. We just acquired our largest competitor. She's dealing with all of that stuff. And I said to her when I started this, working for her, like, hey, I who do you recommend be a mentor to me? You know, she was like, you know what, Kellen, I can set aside a certain amount of money for professional development. And I want you to go choose which organization you want to work with outside of Finance of America Reverse. Because she was like, I don't know if we necessarily have someone internally that's going to fulfill the needs that you might need. And so I have an outside coach for executive coaching as well. I have a financial coach as well because I'm new to financial services. So she gave me the freedom to go find that type of executive coaching. And that was super powerful. So I just, I want to mention that because it's a different way to find mentorship for seasoned executives that I think people should keep in mind. Because if you don't have the time to do it, even if you're the right person and and you're really thinking about like, I, this, I want this person to grow, but I don't have the time to do it. Send them exterior, like go outside. There are people out there that are so talented that can help raise up season executives. Now, if you're doing it internally and you're looking for something specific, I think that's where you start, right? You ask the people in your circles, I am looking to grow in this specific way. Who do you recommend I work with, right? That's probably the easiest way to do it. And I don't know if structured mentorship in that sense makes the most sense, honestly, because once you hit a certain level, there are specific things that you need help. M&A, 
all I have so many questions about how that works and I want to become a true know-it-all in that space, but I've never done it. So I'm not going to go to, you know, the head of operations to say, hey, can you work me through this? Like, tell me how this works. Can you coach me up on all of these deals that we're working on? You know, like, I don't know how. And so I think that's where that comes into play. And, and it's pretty powerful. And I also think if you're not working on yourself personally as a seasoned executive, there's going to be some fall in life. Something's going to fall down. And, and so this is what we do a lot with our seasons. I'll show you this really quick. And I don't know if I showed you this before. So this is my 2023 goals for Kellen. And so what we do is we break it down into professional, personal, and then you have two additional categories. Mine now, which have shifted and evolved over time, now I have family and I have thought leadership impact, which okay. really is mentorship. Um, and then we write those all down. They're very high level, but it holds you accountable to each section of your life while they do cross over to be your greatest self. What means success in each category of that? I absolutely love that. I don't have my notebook in front of me to show you, but I do. On, it's I sit down, I meditate, and then all of a sudden I write out what's important to me for the year. Yeah. And sometimes it is a jumbled mess, but there are certain words that stick out. Yes. And then I create from there. And I have always believed that in order to be my best self, my authentic self, I need to have personal goals. Yeah. There's family, physical, you know, running a marathon, running a half marathon, making sure that I take the right vacations with my partner or seeing my family and then my professional goals. And what is it I want to accomplish in this year? And what designations do I want to get? And, and certain things. So I love that you shared that because I think Again, if you just write it down and you don't have an action plan or you don't really put some thought behind what you want, you're not going to achieve anything. I guess that's just my personal philosophy and it sounds kind of harsh. No, but it's, it is right. Because I think they say if you just even speak the goal out loud, the likelihood of you achieving it is like 50% less than actually writing the goal down, right? And then revisiting that too. And I think that's what's so beautiful about coaches and mentors you know we go back and revisit them like how is this how, it's more of accountability right like are you actually making a step forward to achieve that said goal and i don't care what it is you know it's whether it be becoming a yoga instructor or finding a way to have a dog or if it's saving a certain amount of money you know that's they're all phenomenal goals it's just are you working towards that effectively but what you said was really important because even if you're, if you're working with a coach or with a mentor, it's your goal, Kellen. I can't tell you what your goal is going to be because you said yoga and I thought, man, I am so clumsy. I don't know if I could do that, but I can go out and run and practice and get trained up for a marathon. Like yes. that's the difference between what your health goal could be and mine. But it's just, it's important to know your goals and be, and you have to be authentic to yourself. And I've said that a few times, but I feel like there's great processes out there and they work, but you have to be authentic to you. Yeah. You're creating them. And it helps to find your true passion too, right? Like that's the other thing. Like I have a mentee and we were defining her categories and she said, well-being. I want well-being to be one of my categories. And I was like, oh, this is so fascinating. Explain to me what well-being means to you, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that was meditation. That was walking. That was time with her friends. That was time with her family, you know, totally different than what I would have interpreted it that way. 
And then the other thing too is mentor. You have the ability to help make sure things are realistic. And it allows you also to pivot, right? So if something is not working, you are there to either be kind of a crying shoulder or readjust. And Kirsten, to your point, mentors get to play their story, right? You're not going to align with everyone. But the way you communicate to a specific mentee might be far more impactful than it would ever be for me. So if that's hard love or if that's let's meet every single week to make sure this goal actually is achieved quickly, it really just depends. And that's the other we haven't really talked about the matching concept. Right. So you have a few minutes to expound on that. I know we're coming close to time, but do you have a few minutes? I do. Yeah. So the matching part is key. Now, if there's an informal aspect of it, let's go back to the story with Kristen, where she said, Kellen, I think you're going to get more impact from utilizing someone externally for what you're trying to achieve. So I reached out to people in my network that said, go talk to Sage Executive Coaching. You know, you'll do really well there. I want you to meet this banker that will be really helpful when talking about financial services. You know, so yes, referrals are huge, but they're also thinking about my personality, right? Like who is Kellen going to actually work well with? So that's one. Two, though, and this is what I always say for internal companies, these structured mentorship programs that are run by a technology company, they will do the matching for you. So again, less work on the committee and on the people that are running the initiative. And what you do is you enter in, you, you know, are you, do you want to work with a female or a man? You know, what, where are you trying to grow to? What are some of your hobbies? You know, it is very easy to connect with people if you have something in common first. You want to kick that off effectively. And then it, for women and women of color, it's so fascinating. We just had our committee meeting for our mentorship program about, I think it was about two weeks ago. And we have a Black woman on the committee, mainly because she was a mentee. And I always just want to hear how they're feeling about the program. Well, this was just for Finance of America Reverse. We have now, we were kind of like the test pilot program. We are now going enterprise-wide. So we are now launching this into the full enterprise. And one of the questions was, is what are the qualifications we want for the matching part? And some people said, let's not do anything with the diversity aspect. Let's just see if we mix someone in with someone totally different. They're going to learn from each other, all of that. And I was so, so proud of Pika. That's her name. She spoke up and said, I am a woman of color. Most of you will never understand what I have to go through because of. And even right now, like my body is shivering because hearing her say that, to put me in my place at, she's, I think, her second year at Finance of America. And I was so proud because I will never understand what she's going to go through. And as a female, yes, I can relate to that. But as a woman of color that needs to have someone that's experienced what she has and have the choice to choose someone that is also African-American, well, go get it, girl. Like, way to speak up and say that that qualification is important to you so you can relate to someone and ask how they dealt with said scenario. So anyway, it's long-winded. Because of, she was empowered. She was a mentee in your program and she had the ability to use her voice to help other future mentees get the experience that they need instead of coming to a table that's set for them. I've used this phrase for a lot of things and I'm overkill. 
she gets to go to a table that, that they come to her in some aspects that gets to drive it, own it, and really grow from it. Oh, I was so proud, Kirsten. Like, I was so proud. I can see it. I, yeah. I know I've known you enough. Like, I feel like, like I, I like kept tears for you because it's yeah. you're giving me. Yeah. But that's the power of mentorship and the power of a program being leveraged. So I want to wrap this up because I do know that you have a time constraint. This this program, this platform, is this something that is accessible to? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we selected Mentor Click. So mentor, and then it's C-L-I-Q. That is, it's a nation-used platform. Now, depending on the size that you're looking for, there's a number of programs, and I encourage anyone listening to that that's actually looking to utilize a tech platform for mentorship, do your due diligence. You know, there's a step-by-step process on how to do this. One of the key things is making sure you're hiring the right vendor. So that's one. Two, find a committee of incredible, incredibly passionate people across the industry in different departments, not only because you'll have champions in every department, but you'll also be able to utilize their strengths to deliver the program impactfully. So when I say that, I mean like creative, right? They're going to build out the beauty of this and make sure internal communication sends it out and everyone gets excited about it, right? Marketing, making sure that they're you know, communicating with their teams as much as executive leadership is communicating with the top line. So it's it's really powerful. But finding that right vendor that you can work with well is really important. And if you're going to do it informally, talk to someone that's done it that way and they'll help, help explain how to do it. Because most people that are involved in mentorship are not going to charge you time. You know, they're not going to charge so that you can not learn. They Everybody wants to see people grow if they're a part of this. So since we're wrapping up to the very end of our time together, it always goes too fast. I know. Love Don't talking with you. Really. Your spirit, we've got, you know, always know. have to address. But I'll say, what, what would think the words of wisdom that you'd like to impart to those listening today? I would say that anyone that's listening, your voice is the most powerful gift that you have. So if someone comes up and asks a question, take the time to truly listen actively and respond intentionally because that one piece of advice or answer that you're giving could impact and change their entire future. And that in itself is mentorship. You give me goosebumps, Kellen. The, my spirit just recognizes and I just embrace you from afar. So thank you so much for being a part of this today. It's always Time with you is time well spent, so thank you. And to those listening, whatever you do today, whatever choices you make, please make your day count. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kirsten. This recording was created by C2P and is for advisor use only. Opinions of the guests may not represent the opinions of C2P.